0: Welcome back to Ways to Love Your Money. I'm Elizabeth Dawson, and you know, I just want to say thank you so much for tuning in every single week to watch the show. Continue to give us uh, you know, information that you want us to talk about. Maybe send us an email at questions with an S at elizabeth with an S dawson.com. We'd love to know your feedback, especially what you would like to talk about or hey, maybe you want to be on the show. We'd love to have more guests. So stay tuned. We have a great interview with, a, with a, um, a gentleman by the name of Mike Rodman, and he's got a story to tell, and I think you're going to want to listen. So stay tuned. Well, welcome back. It's Elizabeth Dawson here, and I'm sitting here with Mike Rodman, and he is the founder and president of Best Practices of America. So I am really excited to kind of get to know you a little bit more in this journey. And and really, how did you get started with with the business that you're doing today?
1: Well, I've been in the business that I'm doing today for about 37 years. Okay. And like a lot of people, you know, I kind of stumbled into it. When I was in college, I think I wanted to work on Wall Street or be a lawyer or something like that and uh, I didn't get the position that I wanted and I, I didn't really have the money to go to law school at the time. Okay. So I backed into a wealth management career mm-hmm. and I started working from day one You know, as a 21 year old <laughs> with uh, 55 to 65 year old business owners on mm-hmm. a very comprehensive wealth management offering. Okay. And this again, it was 37 years ago and I, I, I haven't really changed my practice very much since.
0: That's great. That's great. So, so you had some great mentors early on in your, your youth when you came into the financial services industry, wealth management industry.
1: I really did. Uh, mm-hmm. I took a position with a, a company who was renowned for their training program, mm-hmm. uh, and they trained heavily on the problems that business owners have. Okay. Got heavy into tax planning, estate planning, and a little bit of investment and employee benefit planning. It was run by a couple of West Point guys, so they were really mm-hmm. Rigid with their training procedures and sure. their requirements, so I think it was better than going to into the military, better <laughs> than going back to law school, and it was better than taking some positions at a big investment banking firm. Wow! And so again, a lucky break on my part to sure. stumble into something that terrific.
0: Well, it was kind of a little bit of boot camp, but you uh, you got it you got it firsthand with all that structure.
1: Absolutely.
0: That's great. So, so tell, tell us your story. I mean, uh, you, living in Southern California, majority of your life, it sounds like, you know, so 37 years ago you came into the wealth management or, or planning um, position within, uh, within California and within the industry of financial services. And, and where's your passion? Where does your passion lie here? What, what you? Because you have multiple companies or you've had multiple companies over the years. Uh, but where does your passion lie and what you really want to help people do?
1: That's an interesting question. If I look back over the, what I've done in the last 37 years, you know, I've owned about 26 different companies. Wow. So as an example, when I started out as a wealth manager for business owners, uh, that business, you know, paid pretty well
0: mm-hmm. as a
1: young kid, I started investing in businesses. So I okay. bought a bakery, for example, when I was oh, 26 wow. years old, okay. just so it happened that my brother was a baker. Uh I sold that when I was 29 and bought a uh, motel at the Jersey Shore because I seemed to have liked real estate. Mm -hmm. So along the way, um, I was either buying businesses that were unrelated to my primary position or I started forming companies that were collateral to my primary business. So, Mm -hmm. for example, I own a property and casualty insurance agency Mm -hmm. today. I own a life insurance distribution company. I own a pension consulting practice today. So, you know, in the beginning, it was to diversify and really learn how to be a business owner firsthand, Mm -hmm. which I felt was a good idea. But then as time went on, uh, I targeted companies that were reasonably collateral to my primary business Mm. uh, because I felt like I could uh, incubate them and then they could end up being a resource to have a sort of a family of companies. Wow. And that's how best practices of America was formed.
0: Okay, it ended up
1: being a, a family of companies, uh, about ten percent of which I own, and maybe the other ninety percent were owned by other people and not me.
0: Oh wow! So, so did you have some influence in your life when you were young um, that had some of these same ideas about basically pulling all these businesses together for collateral purposes for? For basically this greater vision of what you had for business, did you have someone you know a mentor you, or a family member that you're kind of following in their footsteps, or how did it all happen?
1: Well, I grew up at the Jersey Shore, okay, and on an island. And interestingly, there were in the winter there were about a hundred families that lived on my entire eighteen long eighteen mile long island, mm. and we were one of the families. So every business there was sort of diversified. For example, there was this one company that was open year round. They were a real estate business, an insurance business, and they did uh, legal work um, in in the same company. Mm -hmm. So I think I was brainwashed Mm -hmm. by being in a small town that a single professional can do multiple things, maybe not themselves, Mm -hmm. but with divisions within a single company. So Mm -hmm. I I think that's why I ended up thinking the way I think because everything where I grew up was just one big building with everything in it. (laughs)
0: What an experience. You got to go to the candy store, but yet you got to go to the grocery store at the same time or something like that. I mean, yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Exactly. It was a great way to grow up, by the way.
0: I bet. I bet.
1: living there Uh, year-round. Much different than the TV show, by the
0: way. Sure, sure. Do you still have family back there?
1: I do. I have a sister and a brother that both live near where we grew up. Mm-hmm. One moved to Delaware, mm-hmm. and the other one lives uh, on the mainland. OK. So we got off the island and lives mm-hmm. you know, where real people live.
0: Lives where real people live. I love it. <laughs> well, tell me a little bit about the business, because now you have a, a new story, a new, a new uh, challenge for business owners. And, and I know that's what you wanted to kind of get out of this, meet, this, this conversation um, called Best Exit. So can you tell me a little bit about that?
1: Sure. Well, my primary company is Best Practices of America, yeah. and that company is a national uh, business owner-centric wealth management organization with members in all 50 states.
0: Okay.
1: And that company's been around since mid-1990. Oh, wow. Okay. And the six areas that I've worked on for 37 years are income tax planning, investment planning, estate planning, exit planning, mm employee benefit planning and risk management. So if you picture like a circle, like a pizza pie with six slices,
0: okay. I've always described
1: my work with those six slices. But what has happened in the last five to seven years is I'm getting called in to do exit planning mm-hmm. more than 60% of the time. Wow. So if, you know, imagine a pizza where you called up and said, I want a pizza with 60 to 70% of the food to be exit planning mm-hmm. and then the other six, items would be, you know, 30 to 40%. -hmm. So I decided that there was a, a calling out there across the country for a national firm that had feet on the ground in major local cities that could go into businesses in those cities and deliver true exit planning services. And exit planning, I have a particular definition of it, and it's not as narrow as you think. Okay, It starts with uh, identifying the value of a company, that may just be all they hire us for, Okay. but it gets into other areas as well.
0: So you do business valuation then to try and figure out what the value of what they could sell it for. Do you take them on a journey with trying to actually find or broker deals for, for people to come in and, and want to purchase? Or how, how, how deep do you get?
1: Well, I'll give you my uh, hopefully 30-second elevator description of what exit planning is today. Sure. Uh, there are five stages. The first stage is identifying value, and that can be with an informal valuation arrangement or something more formal. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second area is protecting value. Uh, once a business owner knows what their company's worth, we teach them about like intellectual property protection, like mm-hmm. trademarks, copyrights, and things like that, mm-hmm. and other ways of protecting their value. The third phase is building value. So we might spend years, five to ten years in some cases, mm-hmm. helping a business owner continue to refine their operations and their management team and some of their systems to help them uh, build the value. And then at some point might be one year after we met them, might be 20 years after we met them, we call it harvesting value. And that's where uh, most people associate the word exit. So Mm. harvesting value in my world uh, sometimes is never done Mm. because we're spending all of the arrangement with the client doing simply identifying and building value and protecting it. But Eventually, all businesses are sold mm-hmm. or all businesses are exited. Mm-hmm. So ultimately, everyone will exit a business at some time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And we operate under something that I call the three-legged stool. Okay. Imagine where we're working on the business for years with the owner and keep people of the company trying to make the business better and more valuable. Mm-hmm. But we are simultaneously retaining financial planning teams and we're working on the owner's personal financial planning at the same time. And the third leg is what I call next act. It's uh, oftentimes business owners are stuck. They'll uh-huh. never leave their company. Sure. And they need a little coaching on how to do something next. And so we spend uh, about 20% of our time, you know, helping business owners imagine what they'll do after they exit their business. That's great. And I think you have to work mm-hmm. all three at the same time in mm-hmm. order to, you know, create the perfect storm.
0: So would you say, uh, because I think a lot of business owners, they'll get that in their mind that they want to sell right now, but maybe they should have been working with a team like you for years to get ready for that date.
1: That's a great question. One of the other things we use is, I call it the three timing scenarios. There are three things we tell business owners about the word timing that they should pay attention to. Mm -hmm. The first is their own energy and their own enthusiasm. Uh, Oftentimes a business could be doing great, but the owner is tired, burned out, Mm -hmm. and if they are, that's where the timing in their personal energy level has peaked. Sure. That's a, a, a pretty good time maybe to think about selling. Sure. The uh, second timing item that I think is important is the the maturity level of the business itself. Certain industries or certain businesses, mm-hmm. you know, they start small and they have a rapid peak, but then many industries level off. Mm-hmm. So besides measure, measuring the uh, energy level of the owners, Within a specific industry, we have data points that will help measure a particular industry's uh, growth or, or stagnation. Hmm. And the third thing we measure is the access to capital markets. Are there buyers out there? Do the buyers have money? Is, is there a lot of money out there? Are we getting higher multiples? So besides uh, working on the five stages of exit planning, mm-hmm. which we do with dashboards, we also track those three critical Timing areas and the ideal time to get out is when all three are peaking. Okay. When the owner gets ready to be just They're too tired. They're not as enthusiastic that maybe the the industry is peaking mm-hmm. And then there's a lot of money in the capital markets so when all three of those things hit That's not a bad time to exit. Of course
0: not. So it's, a, it's the perfect trifecta, right? You want That's that. Right. You want that perfect trifecta. So, so um, in your in your history, when you're working with these business owners and they're evolving, and maybe it's a three to five to ten year process. Um, I mean, in an ideal world, they're always peaking, but they're it's not going to happen. Do, does it always come together by the time you sell, or or do just maybe one or two pieces kind of fit the uh, fit the puzzle? That's a great
1: question. We at the end of every year. We're usually on some kind of retainer arrangement with okay. the client. We ask them formally, do you think you're ready to sell within the next three years? And if they say yes, we start paying close attention to those three timing elements. Okay. Uh, but if they say no, we go back to the building value phase, where we just repeat mm-hmm. and add other services. We're just trying to help the company become more and more valuable, even if they're not ready to sell. Got it. So it's not always the case where a business owner times their exit when all three things are peaking. Mm -hmm. But in an ideal world, we wouldn't want to see somebody sell when none of the three things are peaking, Sure. right? So if we have two of the three timing items that we follow peaking and maybe the third isn't quite peaking, that's usually what happens is at least two of the three things have peaked. Mm -hmm. and then it's a good time to sell. And if we can get all three to peak at the same time, then we have a
0: home run. Oh, absolutely. So so you must have a very large team that basically puts these processes and systems and procedures together, different states out of the United States, and they're working with them. And how do you oversee them? Do you get involved in those cases individually, or do you have teams that are actually doing this?
1: Great question. We have uh, about 80 members throughout the United States. And many of the members are specialists and many are generalists, Okay. so when we uh, have a new member join our organization at mm-hmm. Best Practices, mm-hmm. we basically are able, on any specific client in any state, they could bring in a client, and we at headquarters, we could be the quarterback of the engagement, so we have clients in Florida, Chicago, New Jersey, Texas, where our team here in California is managing all of these moving parts of that three-legged stool that I told you about. Mm -hmm. And with Zoom, believe it or not, or Skype, and these other tools, it's very efficient for business owners now to have an exit planning quarterback that's not in the same city. Even if we were in the same city, Mm -hmm. we're meeting over Zoom. And Mm -hmm. we found that you know one of the lucky breaks of COVID Mm -hmm. is we've Mm -hmm. learned a new delivery system for professional services that we're going to continue doing it this way, even locally. Mm -hmm. with business owners, we're going to have a lot more meetings with uh, Zoom, you know, WebEx, Skype,
0: It's incredible because the opportunities are out there. We're able to see and talk with people that maybe before it was just a phone call, but this is even a little bit better than a phone call. You get to actually see and interface with the people that you're talking to, kind of like what we're doing here.
1: Right. And let me just add, besides being the quarterback, we also are able to be a vertical. So Mm -hmm. there are members of our firm in different cities they want to be the quarterback okay and they might only need one thing from us here in san diego for Mm -hmm. example they might need help with reviewing the buy sell agreement okay and they might have everything else covered in their city so we can then be engaged as a role player Mm -hmm. on one of our other teammates Mm -hmm. team where they want to be the quarterback okay or if the other teammate is a vertical specialist and they want us to be the quarterback, we're able to be the quarterback. We don't care if we're the quarterback here in San Diego or if we're a role player. We just care that the business owner gets the job done. Sure. And it's, it is the ultimate team sport and it's super fun.
0: So when should a bu- business owner actually think about engaging with you? Um, maybe they just started their business or maybe they're you know a third through or halfway through or whatever. When would, um, a business owner take the time to make the investment to see how this process could work so that they could actually have a much more successful business, number one, but then also a better business to sell uh, with maybe more exposure because of the team?
1: We believe a business owner should retain an exit planning teammate okay. the day they form their company.
0: <laughs> okay?
1: And uh, that sounds a little bit self-serving, but we've had owners where we've taken them out $20, 30000000 million and they had such benefit by working with us for the three to five years before they sold that they said, Hey, can we retain you now at the beginning of our next company? So it's sort of the begin with the end in mind concept, Mm -hmm. Uh, in a perfect world, a business owner at any point when they start a company, they should have a conversation with somebody that says, you know, why did you start the business? Mm -hmm. What is your plan of exiting? Mm -hmm. And if they don't have a plan of exiting when they start their business, Oftentimes all they have is a job. Mm-hmm. You know, they've they just formed a company and it pays them an income that's maybe a little bit better than taking a job somewhere else. And that's good, and we're mm-hmm. proud of them for doing that. But if they can just think differently and start asking the question is besides the nice income my business gives me, is just are there steps I can take to make my company an actual asset on my balance sheet and make it more valuable? And can I start to plan um, the fact that I'm going to exit someday. Okay. So we're very big into starting early and just creating a vocabulary and a set of tools so that the business owner is always aware that their business has some value. Just in case somebody knocks on the door one day and says, Hey, can I buy your company? We yeah. want them to be ready if that
0: person sure. knocks on the door. I think every business owner should be that way. You know, I think we I think business owners, including myself, small business owner, but I've you know developed a couple different businesses over the years and it's about creating efficiency, but you get so, just like life, you get so um, ingrained into the busy of the day or the busy of the year, or gosh, we're dealing with something called COVID and we have to become adaptable and, and it's uh, some people, it's survival and some people have really thrived. So um, th- there's there's a lot of different points here, which I think, you know, the, the point here where it says it's exit, you know, best exit, but I think also for you, it, it's not just about the exit, it's about... Um, uh the, the profitability and building up to the exit, maybe it might be several years from now. That's correct. Okay. And I think the business owner that we always talk to so many, I think they need to hear that. Because it shouldn't just be based okay okay, I'm in my sixties, now I'm gonna sell the business. Or oh my gosh, my you know, my kid didn't want to take over the business. We we should be thinking about how to thrive these business opportunities ongoing. So I think it's great.
1: We've done some research and over seventy five percent of the people who have sold their business, mm-hmm. if you ask them the question twelve months after they sold it, how do they feel? Seventy five percent of the people that sold their business mm. profoundly regret selling their business. Wow. Those are the ones that maybe an offer came out of nowhere mm-hmm. or there was a health issue, or they they didn't do any planning and all of a sudden they're sixty-five. Um and so we're into flipping that statistic. Mm-hmm. We want people who one year after they, quote, exited their business, if we asked them that question, we would to give the answer that, boy, that was the smartest thing we ever did. And we are profoundly happy with what we did. Mm -hmm. And all that takes is some planning and some vocabulary, you know, a little bit of discipline and really doing something new, Mm -hmm. something that no one's ever invited them to do. Sure. We're inviting as many business owners to do that kind of thing as we can.
0: Is there, is there a platform that people can go to that they can get some more formal education about your company and what the services that you offer?
1: We have a website. It's www.thebestexit.com. Okay. And that's a uh, site that sort of reminds them of the five stages of exit planning that sure. I mentioned. There's a little discussion about our process, mm-hmm. how we handle all of this stuff in a convenient way. And on there, there's a directory of some of our uh, members uh, throughout the certain cities in the united states okay so there also uh, are some articles that we've uh, either written mm-hmm. or that we found other people who have written that are on point that we've added to our library and uh, we just decided to uh starting in january post some blogs. okay So uh, something new for us but Good. i'm sure i can learn from you how to do things like <laughs> your.
0: Yeah. We do a lot. We do a lot. But it's, you know, the more education that people can have at a moment's notice, I think, is incredible. So so there's there's definitely something there. And, and I know we have a, a joint friend that we've met, uh, Miss Victoria Rose, who is actually on our show. She's who recommended you come on our show. You're welcome here anytime. Uh, this is something where more and more formal education for people, whether it's a business owner, whether it's an individual, whether it's a family or a legacy plan. I mean, we want to be able to plan and plan right, you know, correct the first time, not have to redo it a second or third or fourth time. We want to do it right the first time.
1: That's right. Everything we do on a face-to-face consulting Mm -hmm. role uh, is being converted to either white papers, articles, blogs, because Mm -hmm. there are very large amounts of business owners who maybe don't have the dollars or the time to learn what we teach some people. And we feel like uh, it's in the public interest for us to Mm -hmm. share this information at any price point so that business owners can start living the dream and learning some tools and learning some languages. And uh, we think it's good for everybody.
0: Well, and this is a money show, right? This is a money show. Whether you're a business owner, whether you're an individual, whether you're a family or you have you know, a legacy that you want to plan. And I think what's incredible about this conversation is that the business owner who's listening today, there is, you know, so many people procrastinate. And in a year like this, we're all trained to kind of get through it. We can't wait until, you know, New Year's Eve, I think. But at the same time, um, when is the best time to, to start? It's, it's really a time to take action and, and get, a, get a conversation going to see, you know, what are the guts of my business look like? Is this profitable? Can it be profitable? Can it be more profitable? Can it actually gain some traction? And uh, those are powerful things. So we want to create money, create wealth. We want to have a respect for money. Uh, and at the same time, who couldn't respect their business more if, if they actually have a better, more profitable Uh, structure involved. So, you know, I thank you, Mike, for opening this door for people to hear because I don't necessarily know that everybody knows this this exists, that there's pretty much like a whole team approach to the business, and it's not just your CPA, it's not just your attorney, it's not just your financial advisor, but it's everybody involved in one group.
1: That's right. Two things. I said it earlier. Exit planning is what I call the ultimate team sport. It's very hard for any single person to be uh, a competent exit planner for any single business. And secondly, we've developed assessment tools. Okay. Uh, people can get started by spending 10 minutes online with one of our tools and they'll get a report back from us for free mm-hmm. that will really, um, you know, give them some information on where they stand on anywhere from eight to 12 different categories mm-hmm. in terms of their either attractiveness as a business or their readiness to exit as a business. So we decided a good place to start for everyone. Is to take an assessment and just see where you are and
0: that's that great that's person great going. and where can they find this assessment on the website uh, they
1: can, yeah they could either email us mike at mike rodman.com or then go to our website uh www.thebestexit.com
0: i love it love it great show thank you so much mike for being here it's been a pleasure to have you we'd love to have you come back maybe tell us a success story I think people get excited about those things, and uh, you know, it's a pleasure to see you and talk to you about this because I think that the business owner out there really needs to know that they're not all that they're not just by themselves. You know, they're not just trying yeah, to. figure ahead. Thank you. It out. Oh, I Go want ahead. to
1: thank you too, Elizabeth. What you do is really good for people, and uh, I know you have a, you've had a tremendous impact, and uh, I encourage you to keep doing this. Oh, so it's thank you. Be on your show. So thank thank you, you so
0: much. I, I'm really grateful for that. That's a wonderful comment. Well, stay tuned. We'll be right back, and we'll close out with a with a question from the audience, and uh, we, we're just so grateful that Mike's been here with us and shared his precious time with us because we all have the talent to give. We just have to be willing to go reach out and grab it. So it's time to go reach out and grab it. All right, stay tuned. We'll be right back. Well, business owners, something that Best Practices America does is actually give you a foundation to be able to build your business from ground floor all the way through that process of thinking, one day I might sell. A lot of business owners I talk to, they don't know if they wanted to sell what they would do. So having a great team of support around you is going to be um, really the best investment you can make in your business. So take that into consideration. Some of us have a talent, some of us have a product, some of us have a service. And uh, getting that education, I think, is so much more important. So it doesn't hurt to check out that website. And it doesn't hurt to have a phone call a conversation with someone like Mike Rodman or someone on his team because I think it could probably be powerful. If you have a question for us, we'll be happy to answer it as well. You can give us a call at 619-640-2622. I hope that you like the show. Business owners, don't procrastinate to get that you know that, that education, that, ed, that, um, that expert help from a team that can help you because n- not just one person can help you. You need to have a team around you to give you that support. Uh, again, we want to thank uh, Mike Rodman for being on the show, spending his t- day with us. And uh, again, if you'd like to be a part of the show, please reach out to us either by email at questions with an S at Elizabeth with an S, Dawson.com, or you can set, uh, give us a phone call at 619-640-2622. We'd love to chat with you. All right. Take care. Happy holidays. <music>